0: We're going to talk with uh, um, um, Aman Matwani. I said that right this time, didn't I? Yes, you did. I did good. Okay. Yes. And uh, he is uh, joined by Reverend Dever Olive from Tacoma Unity. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do a uh, uh, program on Monday. On Friday. On, on Friday. T- <laughs> Shit, <name> Christmas. <laughs> on Friday at Tacoma Unity. At fr- Friday at Tacoma Unity. And uh, um, Aman Matwani, just so you know, has written a book, and it's called uh, um, The Power of Wisdom. The Power of Wisdom. It's a great book. And you have also,
1: you have a corporate background.
2: Yes.
0: And uh, you have left the corporate world to pursue his spiritual background, or spiritual life now, yes?
1: Both spiritual and corporate. My background is actually both spiritual and corporate. Uh And so now I speak to both the corporate world and the spiritual world. I speak to businesses, CEOs, professionals, human resources executives, uh, professional associations, chambers of commerce, and I also speak to spiritual groups, churches. Haman, are there
0: more people now, in your opinion, who get it, who get the fact that it's all connected, that you can't separate your business side from I, I your spiritual side? I think we have
1: side? definitely made the transition that more and more and more people are beginning to realize that it all comes down to the same thing. More and more people are beginning to realize that. And that's one of my goals is to help get that really jump-started so that more and more people realize that it all comes down to understanding thinking clearly seeing what really is
0: you know and one of the things that we talk about a lot here is that that when we talk about business and business is about making money and it's about uh, working in the in in the real world and so forth but there are certain um ways of doing business that can be considered of a spiritual nature but in reality are better for the business side of the business because it can improve the working conditions for the people that are working there lower turnover, lower absenteeism, uh, lower training costs and so actually it can make the business more effective and better for everyone,
1: isn't it? You you know, excuse me actually I found that any business that sustains its success over a long haul Not the fly-by-nights, not the companies that make money for five or six years and then are gone. And by the way, most businesses are like that. They come for a few years and then they're gone. But the companies that sustain their success over a long haul, they have a very strong spiritual component within their company. There's a very strong understanding of what human beings are all about. Not just the human beings who are working in the company, but the human beings they're serving, the customers that they're serving. There's a very strong understanding about all of that. And even the money they make, the money is not made just for the sake of making money. The money is made to do good in society. There's always the companies that sustain their success always have that spiritual component. And,
2: and we're actually seeing more and more of that awareness of spirituality in the various sectors in our society. Mm-hmm. Business being one, healthcare, education. But back to the business, there are people that are talking about the double bottom line. And it's a beautiful way to be able to talk about spirituality where in that environment, in that culture, it's, it's able to be heard. It's so the bottom line is the – the first bottom line, of course, is the money that you mm-hmm. spoke to and the double bottom line. The second bottom line is the people mm-hmm. and the value that that has. And so it moves into the values and into the way that we interact with one another and the wisdoms that Amon brings to us. Very much a part of that.
0: When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about the wisdom that Amon brings to us, because I think it's an important and uh, vital component of what we're trying to do here. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. We are talking with Aman Motwani. He is the author of The Power of Wisdom. The Power of Wisdom. When
1: you change how you see the world, your whole world changes.
0: When you change how you see the world, the whole world changes. Your whole world, your, world your, changes. Explain that.
1: Almost all the problems we have in our life, in our society, stem from how we see the world. If we don't see the world as it is, if we see the world as other people tell us to see it, or if we live in delusion about what's really going on, we're putting all of our effort and all of our energy and time into something that's not going to bring us the results that we want. So we need to all learn to see things as they really are, see things as what's really going on, because when we do, we'll be able to get to the heart of the matter, the essence of what will make a difference and then we can get the outcome we want.
0: Help me here, because a lot of people have trouble seeing things as they really are. And there's a lot of layers. Isn't it? isn't it kind of like an onion that you have to get through a lot of layers to get there, or, or no?
1: Yes and no, because, see, what I do with the Power of Wisdom is help you go through seven simple processes to help you get down to the essence of the matter. Um, for example, one of the processes in the Power of Wisdom is about... Rather than learning all these tricks and techniques and rules and laws about how to create relationships, which are, there are a lot of books on relationships, one of the things I teach is how to get into the heart or the core of the, of the human being who is in your life. Now that could be a human being with whom you're having an intimate relationship, or it could be a boss-to-employee relationship, or a parent-to-child relationship. But the more you are able to get into the core Of what the other person is experiencing or even the unspoken needs of what the other person is experiencing. The deeper you can get into that the clearer you'll have the answer of exactly what to do and what not to do. And by the way at that point it doesn't matter whether you use any tricks or techniques or not because the person will know how much you care about them and so the precise words you use don't matter at all. Isn't it true that that we as
0: human beings tend to to make things really, really complicated? Yes, When they don't need
1: to be? Life is very simple. The universe is very simple, and wisdom is very simple. And um, most of us don't recognize that, and we make things complicated. You know, we like the drama. (laughs) At some level, we like the drama. Oh, I think at all levels, we like the
0: drama. That's, That's one of the biggest things that we're good at is drama.
1: Yes, yes. But you know that... Drama is good, and pardon me, I have a little bit of a sore throat. That's why my voice sounds so funny. But um, drama is good if you know that you're going to have drama. In that case, you just create the drama, have fun with it, and recognize it for what it is, and then get over it and then go and focus on what you need to do. Because we, we all like the entertainment. Drama is entertainment. But, you know, we have to know when we are creating the drama, and then we have to go past it. How
0: do you know that because some people get caught up in the drama and then it's like it's like uh alice in wonderland you know they went through the glass they went through the mirror and suddenly they're there in the drama and they can't find the way out
1: well the first thing is most of us do know that we're in the drama yeah we do know at some level because when a third party walks in and says you're creating this drama they'll almost always say yes because they know so you know you just have to remind yourself that you have created the drama and it Once you remind yourself, it's very easy to walk back out of it.
0: Now, you can, using the uh, uh, power of wisdom, you can help your relationships, both personally and professionally. Yes. You can empower your life in a different way than you thought possible, can't you?
1: Yes. You know, actually, if you think about it, wisdom is about getting down to the essence of what really makes a difference. So once you have woken up your wisdom, you can create any outcome you want in your life. That outcome could be in your relationships, it could be in being creative, it could be in being prosperous, bringing abundance into your life, bringing happiness, joy, um, you know, anything you want. So really, if you think about it, if there's any particular outcome you want to create, the first place you start is with waking up your wisdom. But most of us, what do we do? We go about the wrong way. We go about learning tricks and techniques, and then we wonder why it doesn't bring us the results.
0: One of the uh, 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 listeners to our show that I was talking to the other day, it says, uh, and how did she put it? She said, you know, I don't understand it. I'm manifesting my rear end off and nothing is happening. How come <laughs> it's not working for me? I'm manifesting and like crazy and, and I'm really, in, and now what do I do? Because I can't, you know, it's like, would you calm down and take a <laughs> pill and chill for a minute and, and, and calm down and relax. Because we make it a lot more complicated.
1: Yes, we do make it a lot more complicated than it needs to be. It really is very simple. Once we get down to, to the heart of the matter, there's only seven simple questions to remember. And that's one of the things I teach. If you learn how to ask seven simple questions that get you to the essence of what really matters, you will have the answer. And most of us already know the answers. We just have to guide ourselves to find those answers.
0: Is it sometimes that we don't want to know the answers? Well, that goes
1: back to the drama, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, it goes back to the drama. (laughs) Hey, and drama is fun. Hey, I love drama. But, you know, it's important, as we said earlier, to learn how to walk out of that drama too.
0: So if you really, really are interested, and our listeners, all of them, I think, are interested in figuring out how to empower their lives, to change their lives for the better, what would be the advice that you
1: would offer? Wake up your wisdom. It's that simple. Learn to wake up your wisdom. Come to the workshop on, on a Friday, this Friday, at the Unity of Tacoma, and we will talk about how to wake up your wisdom. Get that foundation. And once you get that foundation, you will learn how to create any outcome you want in your life.
0: And I suspect it's easier than one might think.
1: Yes, it is much easier than one might think.
0: It's a change of perspective.
1: It is, that's, that's all it is. It's a change of perspective. It's a paradigm shift. That's yes. what it is.
0: And, and see, that's, that's the problem that a lot of us have, is that when we say we want uh, success, we want uh, stable relationships, we want you know, whatever it is that we want, what we're creating is a paradigm of wanting.
1: Yes. Go ahead.
0: Rather than just allowing it to be, and it is.
1: Yes, and then, of course, once we know where to look for the answers, then we have the answers on what we need to do and what we need to say. But that's so simple. It can't, it's got to be more complicated you know, than that. You know, You know. I know that's one of the biggest objections I get from people that say, it can't be this. You know, Because my book is only 122 pages.
0: It's a very good read. And
1: I have it. a lot of people come up to me and say, how could it be so simple? How can life be so simple? And I say, look around at the universe. Everything appears to be complicated. But when you just surrender to it, you'll notice how simple everything really is.
0: You know, it's... We don't have to worry about uh, whether or not next spring the plants
1: are going to start blooming again. Exactly, because that cycle is going to happen. It's all going to happen all by itself. Yes. It's effortless. Yes. It is absolutely effortless and you can make your life in that sense effortless or least effort anyway.
0: Well, part of the drama that we're a part of is that that we think that we need to crawl on our hands and knees up up uh, 200 steps and you know and, and and prostrate ourselves and all that kind of stuff to have have something good and and I I don't think that we recognize a lot of us don't how simple it can be
1: yes yes yes
0: and it's not about having a lot of money because I think that if you manage it if you're happy with what you have
1: um, then you don't need to want what you don't have exactly but the but the flip side of it is you know a lot we have given money a bad name Um, a lot of people say well should you be making a lot of money you know money's money if money is your objective then yes, that's a bad thing. But if you're prosperous because you're doing good, good things, like take a company like Southwest Airlines. Southwest Airlines' entire perspective about all of its employees, all of its customers, is different from the other airlines. That's yes. the reason Southwest Airlines doesn't lose any money, hasn't lost a dime in 30 years. And that's also the reason why the other airlines, the major airlines, have lost $18 billion in two years. See, a simple change in perspective makes such a huge difference to your bottom line.
0: And, you know, and they are considered one of the top, uh, in, certainly in the top 100 employers in the, in uh, the
1: country. And most admired companies. That's yes. In the top five most admired companies.
0: Yeah, and, and that's because of their perspective on how they feel they
1: should treat their organization. Exactly, exactly. And see, that's the spiritual component.
0: And ultimately, now, yes, it's a spiritual component, but it's also very practical and successful. Well, spirituality is practical.
1: Now, there's a novel concept. (laughs) Because spirituality is practical. practical. Explain that. All the things that we need to do in life that make sense for our world are very practical in nature, and spirituality leads us to that practicality.
0: That's very true. That's very true. So, as an example, it would be very practical if all the governments in the world could get along. And that we didn't yes. go kill everybody. Yes,
1: or, if, we, if we all learned, all the governments learned that we are all the same and we are also all different and that we learned to accept that simple truth, then we won't have any di- uh, discrimination issues on the planet and we won't have governments fighting with each other.
0: And you mentioned that in your book. is part, part of the wisdom of, of relationships is to understand where everybody's coming from and the inside of what their intent yes, is. Yes,
1: and I also talk about recognizing the duality that we're all the same and yes. we're all different.
0: Yes, and and different isn't bad.
1: Different isn't bad. Different is good. Different makes your life complete.
0: It's I think wondrous diversity. I think is 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 a term that's been coined because it's a, it is a wonderful thing that we are all different. If we all were short, fat, white guys, who life lived would in be Seattle, boring. It would be boring. That's life would exactly be boring. Right. And and if it makes it a lot more fun for us to, and adds to the drama that each one of us is different from coming from a different perspective.
1: Well, as to a different kind of drama. Yes. (laughs) Than the drama we were talking about earlier. Absolutely. Yes. yes.
0: Okay, so, Aman, it's not like you just woke up one day and said, I'm going to be a spiritual messenger. No, no. How did you come into being? How did this happen?
1: Well, you know, when I was in the corporate world, I was given this unusual challenge of taking two companies and putting them together and placing them in one same location. And these two companies were completely different from each other. One was a very democratic, participative type of management. The other one was a very authoritative, autocratic type of management. And also what happened at the same time in the company was that the entire top layer of the management had gone because they had been promoted to other parts of the company. So I was left with this organization with very little experience. And this is a $100 million company and we have to turn a profit. Now, I could have gone and hired managers and uh, experienced people from the outside, but I didn't have that kind of time. So I said to myself, what's the only way to do this? And the only way to do this is to teach people how to get down to the essence and get down to the essence quickly. And I did. I spent all my time training all thousand of the employees as much as I could to teach them to get down to the essence so that they could figure out the answers on their own rather than always turning to me because there was no way I was going to be supporting all 1,000 th- people. And in six months, we were extremely profitable. In fact, Tom Peters, I don't know if you remember who he is. Tom Peters is the author of the best-selling business book of all time, In Search of Excellence. Yes. His organization heard about what we had done, and they wrote an, uh, an article in their newsletter, and the cover of the article was Out of the Dole Rooms Almost Overnight. And after that came out, I said to myself, actually a friend of mine prompted me and said, you know, if you could do this with this thousand people over here, imagine the possibilities in the rest of the world. And at first I was only exploring the corporate world. And then I realized, well, why just the corporate world? Why not go beyond that and go into other aspects? And so since then, I've also been speaking in spiritual groups and at uh, senior citizen centers and schools and colleges and Chambers of Commerce. We're talking with Amon Matwani, and he has written the
0: book, The Power of Wisdom, and he is a powerhouse himself, and he comes from the corporate world and also the spiritual world. We also have Reverend Deborah Olive here, and we're going to talk with her in just a minute and find out a little bit about her background. But we're going to take a break right now, and we'll be right back more with uh, Haman Matwani. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and we are talking with Haman Matwani and the Reverend Deborah Olive. Now, Reverend Deborah is, um, you are at the Tacoma Unity.
2: Tacoma Unity Church. Mm-hmm. How long have you been there? Nine years. Yeah, I don't think anybody's years. more surprised than I am, i got to tell you. <laughs> Where's
0: Tacoma Unity located exactly? You know,
2: it's right off of Highway 16 and I-5. And uh, if you take that Highway 16 exit and just swing around up on Sprague, that will bring you just about in front of it.
0: Oh, very good. And the event starts Friday night.
2: 7 o'clock.
0: 7 o'clock till 9.30? 930. 9.30. And you're going to talk about the, uh, the uh, uh, seven questions to wake up wisdom, yes? Yes, that's right. And uh, and then you have been here for a couple three days.
1: Yes, I've been here since Saturday.
0: And you've done and you've done some events. How have you? How have you been received of people? The, the turnout you? has been
1: very good, good, very very good, very very positive. And we have a few more events left before I leave on Monday.
0: And uh, tonight you're going to be at the East
1: West Bookshop. Yes, at the East West Bookstore, and that's going to be slightly different from. What I'll be talking about at the at the Unity churches, I'm going to be talking about how you take a self-published book and make it a bestseller. Because my self-published book, my book is self-published, and I've sold over fifty thousand copies of it.
0: Do you? I was talking with somebody just the other day. She is uh, she's written a book about um, um, "You'll Never Work in This Town Again" is the name of the book. She's yeah. a Hollywood nanny. She's also self-published, and she was very proud of the fact that. of the books that are published in this country today sell less than 100 copies.
1: Yes, absolutely. I was going to give you that statistic as well. And she sold
0: 1,000. She thought that was just... So 50,000 is huge.
1: Yes, it is huge. And you are... And, and you know, I haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg yet. No. No. I know that I'm going to sell a lot more than that.
0: Well, your book can be... Used in a corporate sense can be used yes. per- personally, can be used just about for anyone, and it's a very easy read. And it's and uh, and Deborah was saying earlier, and I think she's right that it can be used as a reference book.
2: Absolutely, it's something you can put on your nightstand, and you know, at the end of the day, when you reflect on what's been going on, you can say, "Gee, which wisdom was that?" and kind of tap back into it and see if there's some some wisdom to bring forth out of that.
0: Absolutely,
1: you yes. know, actually uh, come to think of it. The last time I was here in Tacoma, which was about a little less than a year ago, I was speaking at Border Books in Tacoma. And four days before I left Los Angeles, one of the gentlemen who was at the bookstore called me and he's gonna be there this Friday. Um Perfect. But anyway, you know, he was telling me that for the last year he's had the book by his nightstand and he reads a page and a half, page to page and a half every night. Exactly like you were just saying.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: And that works; it really does,
0: because you can you can. There's another great place to put a book like the what you've written, and that would be when in 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 the bathroom. But we're yeah. not going to go there. <laughs> but, but and just put it on your coffee table as well, yes, Cause, yes, because it's a great place to just to pick it up and to read a page or two, and uh, uh, to understand a little bit more about yourself, because that's really is what it's all about. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> can we talk a little bit about the the I guess the overuse of the word. It's now become a big corporate buzzword, and uh, we all talk about empowerment.: Yes, mm. um, but it, empowerment, as it's described in the big corporate world and the buzz world, it, we, we say that word a lot. Yes. I'm going to empower my people. We're yes. going to go do this. But you know what? A lot of us don't.
1: Yes, And you know actually, even when we do, we think of empowerment is give this person the few tasks to do, or give them th- assign them this project. but true empowerment is teaching a person to think and understand clearly so that they, they can get to the essence on their own and then they can make decisions on their own and make good decisions on their own without you having to trail them all the time.
2: And to discover that wisdom that's present within themselves. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, one of the things we've looked at is we don't really empower other people. We invite them to connect with their own power yes. and then it, it is um, extended. And that's what we call empowerment.
0: Yes. And then that becomes yes. a choice that they yes. freely
1: make.
2: Absolutely. And then it's their essence. And that's exactly what you yeah. talk about. You know, why. one of the
1: things that some of the media calls me, uh, the Tacoma Tribune had done an article. Yes. And actually about a little bit, when I, last time I was here, uh, the Seattle Times had done an article. And they call me the un-guru. And one of the reasons they call me the un-guru is because I keep telling people, I am not your guru. My job is to help you find the guru within you. You know, which is a big difference from how a lot of people teach. They want you to follow them. I don't want you to follow me. I want you to follow yourself.
2: And if you just spell it, G-U-R-U. <laughs> there <laughs> there <is>. you are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that the day of the guru is dead and that, that we all need to, yes, take the advice from people that are out there, but we need to go discover who we really are. And we need to do that individually. Mm-hmm. And and it's great that Deborah provides a place where you can go on a weekly basis yes. to to talk to other people that are going through the same things that you are.
1: Yes, you know, and I have to tell you, the Unity Church movement is uh, at the forefront of all the movements out there because they really truly empower all the people who come to their church every Sunday. You know, I really I. If any of your listeners haven't been to one of the Unity Churches, uh, I strongly encourage them to come and check it out.
0: Come and check it out. And there's there's one in Bellevue, which there's going to be an event Monday night, yes. which I want to touch on briefly before we go away. And and the Tacoma Unity, which is right off Highway 16 there off of Sprague. Mm-hmm. Which, and uh, um, your services on Sunday are when?
2: 9.30 and 11.15.
0: Very good. Now, you've been there for nine years, so you must have started when you were like 23 or so.
2: Just about. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, But you tell me that you were in the corporate world before that. How did you
0: make the transition?
2: Yeah, I was actually in the corporate world for 10 years. And so you started that when you were 15? And Just about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love your math. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know.
2: So, so, yeah, so I was in sales, and I was on an absolutely phenomenal project. I was down in uh, La Jolla, And, you know, that's just next to Seattle, it's God's country down there. It's just absolutely beautiful. And uh, we had a great big project coming up and I was working on my next promotion and, and everything was looking very exciting. And I looked around and the person whose job I wanted wanted the next person's job. The person who had that job wanted the next person's job. And I was all of 29 at the time. And I looked at that and I said, you know what? There's something wrong with this picture. Nobody's happy where they are. And that really opened up a space for me to do some searching and, you know, found deeper and more broad. And, and, you know, that's the spirituality that I practice today and share with other people.
0: And you have then taken that and taken that model when you were 29 that said, you know, I don't really want to live my life this way and I need to t- make that paradigm shift. And you made that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, so it's not always about what's out there and what's next and grabbing the rung on the ladder. It's really being able to support people and seeing where we are now and being happy with that and, you know, asking what's next, but realizing my happiness doesn't come out of that. Yeah, yeah. That's just our potential. That's what we can share with the rest of the world.
0: There's a saying that I just love. It comes from a, a very spiritual movie called, you know, Braveheart. <laughs> <It is>. <laughs> <laughs> but And it was a very spiritual moment that came out of it, but... And it's, it's you, you, your heart is free. You have the courage to follow it. Absolutely. <laughs> and that and that is what you're doing. And I'm pointing at Deborah now, and and also Aman Matwani is also you. Your heart is free, and you are having the courage to follow it. Will if somebody buys your book mm-hmm. and they look at the power of wisdom, will they also develop the courage to follow their heart?
1: Absolutely. I do always recommend to people that the book is only 122 pages long. And because it's only 122 pages long, I recommend that you read it two or three times at least. And you'll still spend less time reading this book than you would spend reading most books which are 400 pages long. But take some time to read it because it does show you how to look at the world in a whole new way. And if you're not practiced at it, you want to read it and you want to think about it a little bit. And the more you read, read it and you think about it a little bit, the more you'll be successful at being able to make the transition in your perspective.
0: And that is the key, is to make that. And, and it can't be a false transition no. or, a, or you think that this is how you're supposed to behave, no. so this is what you need to go do.
1: No, it has to be a very authentic transition. And you will know. Nobody else will be able to tell you, but you will know that you have made the authentic transition. Very cool.
2: Yeah. And getting into the book, you know, if a person really enjoys that book, um, Amon also has CDs. And I just want to speak to those for a moment because the book itself is just very much to the point. It brings the core essence out to people. For folks who are looking for the extra stories and the extra juice, the CDs just bring that alive. And it's like, you know, really a way to be able to apply that to our lives. And he's got five CDs that are you know, really from the heart that are absolutely fabulous to support the materials of the book. So that's how a person can bring it into their lives.
0: How do we get a hold of the CDs?
1: You know, actually, if you come to the Tacoma Unity on Friday at 7 o'clock, they'll be there, and we have a special price there that you can buy those five CDs for the price of three.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very good. We need to take a break. We're going to come back in just a minute and uh, wrap stuff up with Haman Matwani, the author of The Power of Wisdom, and Deborah olive and we'll be right at the back after these messages welcome back to positive talk radio my name is kevin mcdonald and you're listening to kknw 1150 a.m your alternative talk radio station and we're talking with amon matwani and we're also talking to deborah olive and she is the reverend at tacoma unity which is uh, just off of uh, uh highway 16 and sprague right there and you can go see her now you brought uh, Aman amon along today why did you why did you bring him
2: well, we, we did, and uh, one of the wonderful things about bringing somebody like Amon in is that he has such a universal message to share with the world, and it, it truly does support people in uh, discovering their own essence, and that's so aligned with who we are. So, you know, we're supporting people in discovering that essence within, and then we provide a community uh, where the kinds of things that he's sharing with people we can support one another in as as uh, time goes on so it really grounds that for people
0: absolutely now i would like to just a- ask you a question now now unity church is a religious organization is it or is it more of a spiritual just Des- describe define yourself
2: please. <laughs> step to the
0: mic and define yourself people
2: have been asking to define <laughs> the infinite forever <laughs>
0: <laughs> I understand.
2: So we're much more spiritual than religious. And, you know, so it really is about waking up the uh, the essence within ourselves. It's about understanding and beholding the presence of God everywhere, presence around us, that higher power, that you know, whatever people call it, I don't think God cares what we call them. I you know? <laughs> have a friend. So, of them, yeah. so it's spiritual. And one of the things that we've done, I think, very, very beautifully is to look at What are the spiritual principles that underlie the essence of all the world religions? And while we are Christian based, and so we work with Jesus' teachings, we also teach freely out of Hinduism and Buddhism and Taoism. And, you know, there are these universal principles. So to bring someone like Aman in, who is from India and who represents that Eastern wisdom thread and the way that he's brought that into East West together, is just a special treat for us. And it's a It's a wonderful opportunity to share that with the rest of the community.
0: So you would define your church a little bit more so along the lines of not theology-based, but spiritually-based.
2: Spiritually-based. That doesn't mean we have no theology, but we we are definitely spiritually-based. And many people who read people like Wayne Dyer, Marianne Williamson, Neil Donald Walsh would find themselves right at home in our community. And so many of the folks have... Left church because of whatever experience we've had in the past, and if they really knew that there was something where they'd feel comfortable and supported and welcomed, and you know that inner essence would be supported, uh, they would be very pleasantly surprised. And unity in religious science also provides that for people.
0: Very, very good. Very good. Okay, Haman Matwani is going to be uh, tonight. Uh, tonight he's going to be at East West Bookshop, and from seven to eight thirty, and he's going to talk about self-publishing books.
1: And how to write a successful stuff Like we were talking about earlier, yes. most books sell only a hundred to two hundred copies.
0: Yes. Well, now everybody can go. You want to be an author? Ah, uh, it's easy to do now. Yeah. Because now on the internet, you can even um, um, have your books published to order.
1: Oh, anybody can write a book. Yeah. Getting the book to sell is the is the trick. And uh, what's interesting is though that what I'll be talking about at the East West Bookstore today are the very same principles that are in the power of wisdom so i'll show people how to take the principles in the power of wisdom and use those same principles to write a best selling book
0: i suspect that you can take those seven principles and apply them to just about darn near exactly, anything exactly exactly yes so that it yes. makes a
1: world of sense now
0: yes. on monday yes there also is a very very special event
1: yes at the unity of bellevue
0: yes and that is right up here. A good friend of the shows who was on last week and is going to be again on the 13th of November. Her name is Dolly May.
1: Yes. And she will be there. She'll be there. Along with Raphael Kushner. Raphael Kushner will be there. And it's, um, it'll be a, it's, it's called Three Voices, One Vision. And we'll be talking about wisdom, love, and joy.
0: Yes, indeed. And uh, um, Dolly does a wonderful job with that. And as a matter of fact, Raphael will be on this show Monday great before great. before Bellevue Unity so we'll talk to him and and so we are lucky that we, that all three of you have chosen this show as your form so thank you very much thank for you. that thank you thank you it's it's great fun so um east west books tonight on friday night tacoma unity mm-hmm. i am, invite everyone to go there because on monday it's a little bit different format again yes
1: yes it's a different format and we'll be we'll, since there'll be three different speakers i'll only be on for about an hour but on Friday night, I'll be on for two and a half hours, and we'll, we'll get a chance to really get into some depth about our wisdom and how to wake up the power of our wisdom. And
0: people can ask questions. People they,
1: can ask questions, yes. and we'll have some really fun exercises and games and meditations over the course of the two and a half hours. And um, it's, it's very heartwarming and eye-opening at the same time.
2: One of the things that very much moved me when I first heard Amon speak, and that was back in June in Kansas City, is the way that he involved the people in the audience. And that's a part of that connecting with our own wisdom. And while he facilitates that, he very much points to, it's you. And we have the experience of that, so it's great.
0: A great speaker is one who not only engages the audience, but empowers them to become part of the presentation. And that is what you do. Thank you. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. And, and, and uh, are you still working in the corporate world? Is, are... No,
1: I left the corporate world because I pretty much spent all my time touring the country and the globe for that, that uh, you know, Canada and so on, uh, just speaking to all the various organizations like businesses, CEOs, church groups, colleges, schools, chambers of commerce.
0: Now, where are you from originally?
1: India. I didn't think
0: you were from these parts. Hmm. So. <laughs> when did you come to the United States?
1: 30 years ago. Very good. Yeah.
0: So you came when you were in your, in your uh, pre-teens. 20s. Yeah, pre-teens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love his math.
2: <laughs>
0: well, you know, this is radio. No one needs to know. No one needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to go find out what Taman looks like, you have to go to Bel- or Tacoma Unity on Friday night or Bellevue Unity on Monday night. So... We're looking forward to both of those things. So it's, it's great fun. And, and uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to wrap up the hour?
1: No? Well, I do. Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> I was just uh, looking to Deborah if she had anything to say. I think it's very important that everybody recognizes that the age of information is over. You know, all the media keeps telling us this is the information age. The information age has long gone. Because now, information is available everywhere. You can buy a book on practically anything. And if you can't buy a book on it, you can go on the internet and you can find out anything you want. It's so easily accessible today. So what's important today is not the information, it's the ability to use information. It's the ability to understand information, which is what is the wisdom. It's our wisdom, our ability to get down to the heart of the matter, Get down to the essence of what will make a difference. So, forget the age of information. This is the age of wisdom. And the, we have been in the age of wisdom now for five or six years. And if you're not willing to accept that this is the age of wisdom, you're going to find yourself on the wrong end, wrong part of the wisdom gap. Because more and more, the people who recognize that we're in the age of wisdom who are taking the time to understand clearly and think clearly on their own and are empowering themselves, those are the people who are enjoying the successful deep relationships. Those are the people who are enjoying the wonderful prosperity, the happiness, the peace of mind, the creativity. So it is very, very important. I urge all your listeners to not take this lightly. This is the age of wisdom, not the information age.
0: Aman Matwani who has written the book, The Power of Wisdom. Aman, how can they get your book?
1: They can come to Tacoma Unity on Friday, Mm -hmm. or they can come to my website, which is uh, www.powerofwisdom.com. And the book is available there, and so are the CDs. But we have the CDs at a special price at Tacoma Unity, where you can get my five CDs for the price of three.
0: Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your time. And thank you for coming to the Northwest. And and Deborah, thank you for bringing him here.
2: Oh, it's awesome. It's It's good to be here. It's great With him. Yes. Absolutely,
0: thank you so much, and uh, um, you have a wonderful stay here. Although I understand you're you're here till Friday, and then you're flying to Oakland, and then you're back on. You're just flying all over the place.
1: I'm flying all over the place. Yes.
0: Well, your message is something that is really, really important, and I thank you for taking the time to getting it out to as many people as possible. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, and uh, you you need to come back. We'll be we'll be in touch with you in the future on the show. Okay, so, great. Thank you.